Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. I'm Aaron. And we're back with another entry in our 12 Days of Christmas series, <laughs> where every day leading up to Christmas, we talk about a movie that's either about Christmas or set at Christmas or has a scene or two <laughs> that pertain to Christmas. Yes. Uh, today's movie is from 2000. It's called uh, The Family Man. Aaron, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, The Family Man. Um, this movie stars Nicolas Cage and uh, Taya Leone, and it's kind of strangely a reverse It's a Wonderful Life. The, the general premise is that Nicolas Cage, is, he's, a, he's a businessman, Wall Street type, and his job is the only thing that he cares for. He, you know, he has to eat in the best restaurants, and he drives the best car, and he has the best clothes, and uh, he's making his employees work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because they have this big merger coming up. And then the next morning, Nicolas Cage wakes up and he is no longer the Wall Street businessman type. He is a family man. He is married to a woman that he left 13 years ago at the airport uh, when he left the country to go on an internship, basically an ex-girlfriend that he broke up with. And he is the father of two children, and he is uh, he's a family man now, and very, very, very confused. So, um, thank you for that introduction. Um, I hadn't seen this movie. Um, I didn't see it when it came out. I think Matt saw it and, and has talked about it over the years. So I, I was glad to finally see it, um, and, and I thought it was pretty good. You know, it definitely has its influences. You mentioned It's a Wonderful Life. It's also got elements of A Christmas Carol. Um, it's just kind of, there's kind of a lot of cliches that you find in those types of movies that come together to, to make this movie. Um, but I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it mostly because of Nicolas Cage's performance. It's interesting to see him, um, his character really evolve as he's living with this you know, having to live with this middle class family that he's not used to and um, kind of learning a little bit more about himself and about, you know, what's important in life. And um, I thought his performance was really good. And it was nice to see Taylor Leone, who we haven't seen in a long time. Um, so she, she gives a really good performance. So I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I, have, I have a few maybe issues with it. I, the, the ending left me a little sad, but... You know, I don't want to give it away, but, um, and, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about it later, but, um, I, yeah, I didn't really like the ending, <laughs> but, you know, up to that point, I, I kind of did enjoy it and mostly just seeing his interaction with his family, this new family that he's having to, to kind of come to terms with. I particularly liked, um, the little girl, his little daughter mm -hmm. who, <laughs> immediately i don't know why no one else recognizes that this is not the same guy but she immediately recognizes that this is not her father and um and of course she thinks that he's an alien um i found that to be amusing and then the the, the relationship that they develop and that was kind of the most poignant i think yeah part of the movie for me his daughter uh, i think her name is annie she is really sweet yeah. And it, I do like the aspect of the story where she recognizes that something's up and that he's not the same person. Right. But, I mean, I thought to myself, you know, it, it, at most people would think that, you know, maybe he's got some sort of, uh, like, maybe he's got a brain tumor or maybe he's mm -hmm. got a, 
he's developing a mental illness because no one, and I mean no one, <laughs> is going to think or is going to believe the story as it really is. True. Even if he tried to sit there and calmly explain it. True. I mean, I was thinking to myself, like, if, if I tried to calmly explain to you, Ashley, like, you know, okay, so I actually have this life in Chicago, and <laughs> but I've woken up on Christmas Day, and this is what you would probably be compassionate. But also think that there was something supremely wrong with me mentally. Yeah. So no one, no one ever thinks about taking him to the hospital. No. No. Um, so I do like the fact that the daughter. It's sort of a bit of the magical element of this yeah. movie that, that she, you know, cottons in on what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Um, I did see this movie when it was out in theaters. You were, I think, away visiting uh, family, and um, I loved this movie. Although it's been 20 years since I've seen it. Uh, I think it came out about 20 years ago this month, and. I was wondering as I was starting to watch it, I'm like, I don't know, am I going to like it as much as I did? And I wasn't honestly, I couldn't clearly remember what did I like about it so much in the first place. But it all came flooding back. I just love this movie. <laughs> um, I love, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage in it. And I'm not a huge Nicolas Cage fan. But he does, as you've already touched upon, he does, gives a great performance in this um, kind of multi-layered and his character, you know, anytime a character has to go through this kind of an arc, you know, it, it's really quite good. And uh, I love Tia Leone in this. You know, before we started recording, we were talking about whatever happened to Tia Leone. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if I watched TV a lot, I would see that she was in a show for five years called Madam Secretary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved her in this. Um, I did too. And I love the fact, and this is a really weird deep cut, but I love Joseph Summer in this. Joseph Summer is an actor, you know, I just looked him, on, I looked him up on IMDb. He hasn't acted anything in 10 years. Uh, he's like 86 or something now. But um, he, for a while there, he was in a lot of things. I remember him probably the boast from uh, Harrison Ford's movie Witness from the mid-80s. Mm. But he's in this. So uh, I love the emotions in this movie. I love that for the most part, it's people being good to each other uh, in various ways. And people learning, you know, important life lessons. Yes. Uh, and I think maybe most of all, I love the score by Danny Elfman. <laughs> I, I often pay attention to movie scores, film scores. And Danny Elfman has done a lot of really good ones. Um, this may be... I don't know. I was going to say this may be my second favorite Danny Elfman score next to uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, wow. Um, but I don't know if I'll go that far. But it's really nice. It's beautiful. So I, I love this movie. Aaron, what about you? I well, I'm I'm actually with Ashley. I had never seen this movie either. Um, and it, but I, I, full disclosure, there's a reason why I never had watched this movie, and it's because I don't particularly care for Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's funny because when I go back in my mind to the Nicolas Cage performances that I really like, because there are actually quite a few of them. I think of things like um, uh, Matchstickman or The Weatherman. Um, I'm looking at like Moonstruck, Raising Arizona, where there's something kind of I don't I don't I don't quite know the right words. There's there's something not quite normal necessarily about the characters that he's playing. There's they're they're always they're they're a little on edge, um, and of course through a good portion of the first three fourths of this movie, he's just so befuddled trying to figure out what is going on. You know, that he's very confused and he, he pulls that off r- really well. I think he's 
very delightful in this movie. And it, and, and it might be one of my favorite performances of his, you know, to add to my list of performances of his that I really like. And I, this one very quickly went to the top. Um, neither one of you said anything that I would disagree with. I was actually going to mention the score because um, I thought the score was really neat to the point of finishing the movie and then looking up who did the score and then being surprised that it was Danny Elfman because it didn't sound, it didn't sound like a Danny Elfman score to me. And I'm one of my favorite Christmas movies is the nightmare before Christmas. I am well versed in Danny Elfman music and what his music should sound like. And it didn't sound like an Elfman score to me. Um, you know, you all, you guys, uh, both touched on things that I would have, you know, talked about. I, I really love the little girl. I really love Taya Leone. I thought that Nicholas Cage and Taya Leone had really wonderful chemistry together. And that only got better as, you know, as the movie progressed. Um, I think this was a good time of time of year or not necessarily time of year, but a good time to watch this movie Be, because it did it, it. It's a very charming film and it made me feel good. It, it made me feel happy. Uh, I don't know that I found the ending as sad as Ashley did. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting to, to discuss that. Um, but, but like I said, I, I found, I found the movie to be very charming. And it's one of those movies now that I'm, I'm kind of, I, I wish I hadn't been so quick to judge it 20 years ago, because I think I probably would have, uh, it's, this is probably one that I would have been watching this time of year repeatedly over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think about how I can talk about my problems with the ending of the movie without a lot of spoilers. Well, I'm definitely now curious to talk with you about it after we've recorded yeah. it. But I will say, can I, can I can I tell you can I tell you my hopefully non-spoilery quick take of the ending? Yeah, because I like the ending. In fact, I'll say this: this is something I was going to say during our podcast. Is because uh, I again, it's been 20 years since I've seen it, so I didn't remember exactly how it ended. Mm-hmm. But as we were watching it again before this podcast, I thought to myself, like okay, this should end right now. And it ended right then. And I was like, yes, like, mm, like, this is just wonderful. So if you're talking about the exact ending, I love that. And in general, I think, I'm guessing here, I think I know what you're talking about, about being sad. I think it's realistic. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I feel like the movie, let me say this. The movie presents an ideal and it wants... And you want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that that ideal can be achieved. As it was presented. As it was presented. Yeah. We're, we're left with something that I don't know how it's going to turn out. And, it, and most, most of that is because of Taya Leone's character. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she is at the end of this movie. And no, you don't. And I, 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 I would agree with that. Ashley, what you said, but one of the things that I have to think about in terms of when you think about things like that is that the story is presenting, you know, Nicolas Cage up to a certain point and you want something for Nicolas Cage. But once you get back to that point in the movie, he hasn't earned it yet. So there's something kind of false about a truly happy ending because now at this point, he knows what he needs to do to earn it, but he hasn't earned it yet. Yeah, I think we get really the only ending we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and maybe, maybe I should be more hopeful. Yeah. I should be more hopeful. Yeah. I think it's a realistic 
It's a realistic ending. I, I, I just want to reiterate again uh, before we wrap up, wrap up. I love this movie. Love, love, love it. If there's something I'm going to nitpick about it um, as, as we were watching it this time. Um, on Christmas Day, in this alternate reality, which I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is an alternate dimension or if this is just a supremely magical concoction of the Don Cheadle character mm-hmm. that, he, that Nicolas Cage is living in. I don't know. But in that alternate reality, on Christmas Day, uh, Nicolas Cage's character and T. Leone's character, they go to a friend's house for a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And there's a friend of theirs there, heavyset man, who <laughs> is going to have a like, triple bypass or something the next day, like December 26th, which... I bristled out a little bit because I know stereotypical, <laughs> hey, the, the fat guy is going to have heart, he has heart problems. But I got to tell you, anecdotally, in real life, almost every single person I've known who's like <laughs> had heart issues or had a heart attack has been skinny people. Yes, it's so true. you don't, it's always what, what's going on inside, not necessarily what they look like. Anyway, I digress. Um, so that character's going in for triple bypass the day after Christmas. And it is unclear what the passage of time is in this movie, I know they get to Valentine's Day at one point. Um, yeah. But between then, between Christmas and Valentine's Day, just a few scenes after the Christmas Day dinner or, or party, um, there's a bowling alley scene. And yeah. the dude who had triple bypass <laughs> is in the bowling alley, like, looking looking really good. He's part of the team. He's bowling. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Do they actually, actually show him bowling? Well, he's there? he's sitting there. I he's guess sitting they don't there, show him but he does not at all come across as somebody who's had you know triple bypass surgery right. uh, <laughs> in the recent past. That's my only nitpick. Yeah, I probably I probably wouldn't even have noticed that if he hadn't pointed it out. Yeah, I, I had I had noticed it, but it, yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> there's no way around it now that you pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, and the only you know way out of that is like I said, they're very. Um, um, they're very loose with how long this is actually you know, right. taking. Yeah. All right. So, Aaron, um, what do you give this movie out of 10? I would give it an 8. Ashley? I'll give it a 7. I'm giving it a 9.2. <laughs> so our score is an, is an 8 somehow. Okay. <laughs> now, this is total BS, but the, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is a rotten 53%. Oh, okay. And uh, the audience score is uh, 67%. Hmm. I think it's better than that. Yeah. It's an eight I, from I us. Think it's, it's definitely better than that. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.